0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield and welcome to the Art podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Yeah, right. Crazy. Hello and welcome to episode number 52 of the Mizogart Podcast. This week I'm introducing you to Adam Riches. It's an episode that should have been coming out next week but because of a hard drive crash which had this week's episode on it, which was Steph Warren from Stella Door Gallery, I've had to bring this one forward. Steph's podcast was irretrievable after the crash but she has kindly agreed to re-record it pretty soon. Anyway, back to this week's episode. I've been speaking to Adam for a little while on Instagram. Whenever I go onto his Instagram page I can't help but watch a couple of his videos Showing him doing a few of those extremely loose, ghost-like portraits he does with Byros. Take a look yourself after you've listened to this podcast. Anyway, rather than me give any more away, let the man himself tell you about it in his own words. This morning I'm in the studio of Adam Riches. Adam, good morning. Morning. Um, I've got seven questions that I ask each artist. The first is... How would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work?
2: Um, I make oil paintings and drawings, a lot of them. More recently,
1: pen drawings,
2: figurative.
1: The, the drawings that I've seen of yours, your pen drawings, are with biro.
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are with and, biro.
1: And you use an extended biro as well.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's it's. Uh, I, I usually make a take a borrow and attach it to another borrow just to give length to the um it doesn't have to be a borrow; it could be anything just to give kind of um some distance between myself and the surface yeah
1: just to make it looser
2: well yeah i mean especially work if i work on a larger scale you can kind of um you have to there's less movement of your hand and more movement of the the lot the longer the implement is yeah it kind of um like i can cover a large larger area with a smaller movement So um, yeah, and it kind of uh, it changes the marks as well. I mean, the way you hold the pen, and I'm kind of always looking for different ways to make make the make the marks and change the way.
1: So it's it's, it's a very it's a style that I've never seen before. How did you get to that st- style? How did you get to to where you are today?
2: Well, I, I always used to um, when I was a kid, I used to um, doodle quite a bit. I used to draw. I used to copy. Um, when I was a kid, I used to copy. Um, historical uh hit uh characters and uh, from books my dad, my dad used to draw, and I think he kind of um i think when I think back so I think that was the first my first memory yeah. of drawing and we used to kind of copy things out of books and I remember doing that, so I think that probably gave me the interest in drawing and I used to like draw from imagination. I actually recently found some old artworks from when I was a oh, kid. Nice. And some of them are like some of them are a bit weird to be honest. And I think like of course. if my kid <laughs> was doing that, I would be. A bit dark. Like, yeah. yeah, and there's kind it's of like to a psychologist. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, am quite surprised that didn't happen. But like, <laughs> but the the weird thing is, I didn't do though anything like that for years. And now I look at the stuff that I do now, and I think Jesus, that's like wow. that's what I was doing when I was yeah. you know like Gone ten or server. like yeah, it's really strange. And I didn't do that for like years. And I'm occasionally. I remember um, several, uh, I guess I was in my mid-twenties, um, in the pub one night, someone left the bar and i you know been in the pub all day, as you do, and um, there was these beer mats, Car- Carlsberg beer mats, with uh, like the large white Carlsberg, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and I remember just uh, drawing, like, like sitting there doodling, I was bored, and I was drawing on these beer mats, and then... I didn't think anything of it. And the next time I went into the pub, the the woman said to me, excuse me, was, was it you that was drawing all over? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be I went, yeah, sorry about that. I'll pay for them. She went, no, that's okay. She went, can I, can I keep them? Oh, went, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I thought she was going yeah. to chuck me out. But, um, yeah, so I kind of...
1: And what age was that?
2: That was, um, I'm guessing I was a bit... I'd say that that was in my mid-20s. I'm 36 now, so that was a while yeah. back in so I've always, I think it's always been there but I kind of lost when I left school I kind of uh, I, I lost uh, I didn't didn't really make any art I mean that was the only thing I was really I wasn't particularly well behaved at school and I didn't um, I underachieved massively to say yeah, the least yeah. but the one thing I really like in the last sort of year or so I hardly went to school to be honest uh, but I used to go I used to go in for art I used to turn up to art because I really enjoyed it and yeah. I remember the uh, career the careers advisor when we had like a meeting and she obviously had in front of her like my what I'd been doing and what I hadn't been doing and she probably, and she said like well you know, what what are you planning to do? And I said, Well I really like art, really like art and she said, Well it's very competitive and like put me oh, up and shit. I thought like the only yeah. thing I mean I look back on it now and I think if I had somebody who was like Poorly behaved and underachieving in front of me, saying that they're interested in one thing. I'd say, well, what have you got to lose? You may as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, she kind of, yeah. Well, maybe, well I think it's not like that anymore. Well, hopefully, I mean, <clears> that was like that was probably like late nineties. So hopefully, it's a little bit. They're a little bit more encouraged. Well, I've, really...
1: I've got a boy who's in the last his last year at senior school. So hopefully, they're not like that now. Yeah. Well, and where, yeah. what did you do then from from school till? Evening, evening in the pub. Just general working and
2: yeah, I mean I've like, worked some like really, I, I was a screen printer that was on my first job like, but not really creative. It was more of a you know it's um, like a commercial. commercial for a commercial screen printing place. So I kind of it was you know I guess you could pick up some techniques yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, mixing colours and all the rest of it, but it wasn't it wasn't really creative in that in that respect. But um, then. Then I ended up working, like, I worked in a, in like, factory. It is sort of meat, like, laborious, just kind of meat. Yeah, just, uh, just life, money, yeah. yeah. And it's sort of, I always thought, felt that I was, uh, um, uh, this is, but uh, uh, there's something I need to be doing and this isn't it. I've always yeah. had that feeling. And I didn't yeah. quite know what it was. And I thought, it's this isn't. Yeah, it's, it's
1: that urge from when you were 16, isn't it? You're yeah. That, trying to ring that bell in the back of your mind. Trying but, to remind you.
2: I think yeah, I mean, I, I think that like, yeah, possibly. Well, they, like, I guess may, maybe it, it, in the back of my head, the, the person saying, like, "You know, you're wasting your time. It's competitive, you know." But I think like someone's got you know, like you, you wouldn't do anything. No one would do anything no, if they were told. They top. just believe the stranger. Yeah, yeah. That, that I know. I kind of oh, felt like, felt like sometimes that um, like, things like that are for other people, not not for me. That's yeah. not. Yeah. but then like but now I know now, now I know I think it's about confidence and if somebody tells you like no like if you want to do that and you really think you can do it yeah. and you know just and you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing I mean
1: even if she would have said do it as a hobby yeah at yeah. least you would have still kept it in mind And
2: I understand her, like her wanting to be uh, give good advice, you know, think, okay, like, you, you need to earn money, but then when there's someone saying that they're not, you know, they're not really achieving yeah. in any other area, you think, well, you may as well yeah. go towards Just that. Fight, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, you got nothing else to lose, mate, you might as well
1: do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so the night in, in the boozer, when, when you realised that somebody liked what you had produced, Yeah. It obviously made you feel that, that you, your artwork was, Worthy, even though it was a, pretty much a doodle.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. Got. I mean, yeah. Looking back on it, that was. Um, yeah, that was. Got, I guess that mu- must must have given me a bit of confidence. I think around that time, was where I um. I thought I, I think I'd seen uh, online some um, like photo realistic drawings, and I thought, bloody like blood, that's a drawing. Somebody's done yeah, that. Yeah. And like. And I couldn't believe that somebody had did that. And, I, and there were, I think that, like, reignited my... That gave me a, a way back into making art. Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I thought, well, I want to do that. How yeah, do you do that? Possible, yeah. yeah. like, somebody's done that with a pencil. Like, there's a person that I thought... Oh, you know, I just kind of fixated on, I want to be able to do that. So I started to make photorealistic drawings. And they gradually got better. And I'd put them online and stuff and, like... And people who uh, like I admired, they were saying that they admired mine. Nice. I thought, oh bloody hell, look! look. And yeah. it, like straight away, I thought the, these people that I would thought, you know, this is impossible. This is, yeah. this is kind of an uh, amazing thing. And I some, so that was nice. And that, I think that gave me the confidence to um, to put to I think, that I think not long after that, I, somebody advised me that I should go uh, see if I can do a fine art course. So I um, went to the local university on their open day and took a. Collection of these drawings in. I don't think they're they're particularly um, like photorealism is kind of not frowned on, but it's kind of um, it's limited, isn't it? Because yeah. like the the close. Yeah, I mean, you can attain photorealism... It's got a C- The ceiling is yeah. to photograph your copy, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember I, I took some stuff in to the um, university on the open day, and the tutor had a look at them and said, "Oh, like," because I thought that I, I, I haven't got any academic qualifications, not really and I think I didn't realise I thought university then it's not you need to have these uh, qualifications I didn't know anything about university if I'm honest but uh, after a certain age you don't really um, they they go life life experience experience. yeah Yeah. exactly and they give you an interview to make sure that you're competent enough to write an essay and all the rest of it and yeah, and then um, yeah, that's kind of what happened. I ended up doing that. In Imagine
1: if you got there and I went. Sorry, it's very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just like you, uh, yeah, that,
2: yeah <coughs> Christ, that would have. Yeah, I think that would have destroyed me. I think.
1: So you got there. <laughs> <laughs> you got into the VA. Where was that? Was that
2: that was in Suffolk, the University of uh, Suffolk. I got you. What was that? Yes, yeah, in Ipswich. Yeah, so it's local. To, I mean, I just that was just the first place I went because it was local to me it was convenient I carried on working while I was uh, doing that so I still had money and um, yeah and I did the BA and then and that opened and I gradually kind of um, I went from doing the photorealistic stuff to gradually kind of um, unwinding a little bit yeah, from that and yeah. then uh, obviously which re- is the
1: beauty of a university because they do sort of try to give you different options in within your mind you know different avenues to go down
2: well, yeah, yeah, I think that was. I mean, they, they got us to like experiment. I mean, in like the first year, we had to do like lens based media, uh, and print and uh, painting and sculpture. And um, I always kind of knew I always thought I want to do paint, I want to paint. Like, I see, I've seen paintings and I've seen drawings, and i never painted really. I may mean, have probably used watercolours when I was 10 or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like school, but I'd never painted, and I just, ha- I just knew that's what I want to do, yeah. I want to paint, and then uh. We did like the uh, first time we used oil paint, and it was kind of like I, I, did, uh, I think I used monochrome now. I think that's because I've drawn so much, yeah. and that's monochrome. Yeah. And I think it's just an like extent, mind yeah, mind, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like an extent, it's like a drawing with a different medium that f- felt like that. And I was just drawing with uh, paint, made this painting with black and white. And I just thought, yeah, the second I started using, I thought, yep yeah, this is what it was nice. like a eureka moment. Yeah. Like, I ne- yeah, I need to this. And would you have had do. the
1: confidence to do that? yourself if you wasn't at university oh, well i don't think
2: so because i wasn't thi- like i never no, no i don't think i maybe i would have ended up doing you don't you don't know do you but no. I, I would never have thought to do that it was just like that opened because up these there. possibilities yeah. yeah and it was just like had the time to do it and freedom to do it and a, a studio space and um it was like the thi- it, it was a strange thing like the thing that i'd read that having the thing that I'm, I felt that I was quite good at and I really like doing, like people encouraging you to do that. Yeah. Like, you can, you can do that thing. And I think, like, when you're used to doing jobs where you think, like, I, every morning I think, like, God, like, <laughs> like yeah, the, the thing that you've got to get up for in the morning goes from doing something that you don't want to do to something that you absolutely want to do all yeah, the time. Explore, it's just yeah. kind of a bit overwhelming at the beginning. But, uh, yeah, it's great. So yeah, university was definitely a good way to have have the time and uh, and be around other people. Did you do a lot of oil painting there? I did, yeah, I did. That was, um, in fact, that was. I I did more painting than I did draw. I mean, I did like charcoal drawing and stuff, and but it was mainly painting that I did. It was mainly
1: painting. Yeah. Well, I suppose you 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 knew that your drawing abilities were up there. So why? Try to home, let's when you already have, you might as well try to relate the subjects.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was. I, I, I see drawing and painting as pretty, uh, pretty, really, kind of similar to me. Yeah. there Um, but that was having the space as well because you had like a studio space there, and you actually had the physical space to make large yeah. paintings. Like at home, I don't have that. So, and obviously, you don't want to make a mess and all the rest of it. But yeah, it was nice just to have that physical space and. Uh, and be encouraged to do the thing that you actually... Uh, you know, that you want to do, which is quite... So different. do you think
1: you would have had all of this if that lady in the bar didn't ask to keep those... Um... Bar mats? Beer mats? I don't... I, I don't
2: know, that's difficult to say. Like, I, I think it definitely, it's definitely something... That, I mean, there's
1: other other things... She switched the, 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 I ring think light, it, the light, you know?
2: Possibly. I mean, there was other things. I mean, there was... Uh, because some friends have asked me to do drawings for them and I've done, like, little drawings when I've been around their house and, we, you in know, having the, a drink and the, stuff. In and... the style
1: that you're doing now?
2: Yeah, I mean, they were kind of doodly thick. Like, it's strange that I, I did those a while back and then didn't do those again and then, kind of, that, that seems to be what I'm doing now, like, the most of... Yeah. It's, yeah, so it's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of... Um, I had it when I was a kid and now I kind of... So it maybe it's always been under the surface and... I think there's a, especially with pen, a pen drawing, it's very convenient and like you can you can kind of just put, all you need is a piece of uh, paper and a pen and you can be like I was in someone's house and you can just yeah, sort of yeah. yeah I think it's just having the confidence or the yeah the confidence to do it. Well, the
1: um, the videos you put online of you drawing are fascinating because it's literally from the moment you put your pen on the on the paper. And you're holding it what looks like the very tip of the or the, the very top of the pen and it's just so loose you scribble 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 all of a sudden an eye is formed and a nose and a jawline you know they, they are extremely fascinating fascinating to watch what artist was you following around about that time when you when you in, reintroduced yourself into art
2: I'll be honest with you. I didn't really like. I remember at school, I looked at um, Giacometti was one that I looked at at school. I did like. I remember um, we had to do like a study on one particular artist, and I remember choosing him—the long kind of um, uh, elongated uh, sculptural. Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, I remember. But I don't think like when when I applied at the university. That they said, well, you ne- like I-, I didn't really look at. Pa- I wasn't really influenced by other artists because I wasn't really looking at yeah, other artists. Yeah, so I was just influenced it. by li- life and yeah. other, you know. D- so there's
1: obviously something within you that likes to deconstruct the form that you see because that's what your drawings do, that's what your paintings do, and that's what sort of Jack and Mate does as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think. But from making the when I I think by making the photorealistic drawings, I, I spent long periods of time looking at the face and the human form and how where the lights are, where the darks are, where the shadows fall. Whether and I, although the the pen drawings I do look, the, the end result is quite different. I I think I, I can use a lot of those the the skills that I learned from the doing the photorealistic drawing or the more rea- the realism stuff. Yeah. It's kind of is it although they don't look the same but I think a lot of those i mean it's still I use the same um, using values and u- using uh darks and lights to build up the the form of the the figure
1: with the the drawings that you do. They're from imagination, or or do you have a photograph in front of Most
2: you? Most of them are from imagination. I have done, I have done some from um, photographs, like, like, obviously. Some well, I mean, I always kind of go back to historical historical figures or people from people that interest me, like um, people that are um, sometimes current in the news or like yeah. so, I've something I've been emotive by. Young yeah, Kim. Yeah, Kim, that was Kim yeah, yeah. Little Kim, wasn't it? <laughs> little Kim, yeah. I don't normally title my work quite quite. <coughs> it just ah, came to me that yeah, Little yeah, Kim and yeah. Like you've that. got to knock knock him down a
1: little bit, haven't
2: you? Yeah. But um, yeah, I made I've made a painting of him as well. There was a, a painting of him on a he was at some conference and um, he, he was having a cigarette, uh, cigarette break, and he was just asking someone for a light. And I just thought, like, you got, have you seen these propaganda things in North Korea? And they're yeah, kind of—he's yeah. like a godlike, and they're kind of falling over him, and it's sort all of kind of staged. And and it's just like he's just an evil dictator, or presented as an evil dictator, isn't he? Who didn't and
1: he, have a didn't have a light? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have your light. Someone's asked him. I just thought <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of kind of comical. Do you remember at what point you? Decided you wanted to be an artist.
2: Um, well, I mean, at, at university when it got towards the end of the BA, and it was like uh, three years, and it, it was a great experience. And and it got towards the end, and I was like, oh shit, like this is like it's, <laughs> it's coming to the end. And the the reality was, it was either I need to start selling, selling the work. Which I hadn't, I hadn't really sold. I hadn't really thought about selling it. I was just enjoying making yeah, it and yeah. enjoying the experience. And I thought, right, okay, I need to um, get
1: real now. Yeah. yeah,
2: like I need to, you know, decide do I actually want to do this um, as a because I know it's not easy. I and mean, people we would spoken to, um, like you, you know, you have visitors come in and talk about um, career, you know, as being an artist, and most of them were saying, uh, you know, you need to teach as well, and like, and or, or, or not that you have you have to do something else to kind of a uh, Support or yeah, supplement, yeah. Uh, and I thought, okay, well, I've already I was already working part time, uh, so I was still earning a little bit of money, and they had um, a, a studio space at the university, and it was like eighty quid a month, so it was pretty pretty cheap. So I went straight from there in the same building, more or less, to uh, straight into there. So I had a studio space, and around that time, I think I I started to go on Instagram. I was using Instagram like uh, somebody suggested to me. I should um, put my work on Instagram, and I wasn't like my my. I thought Instagram was all like uh, selfies and all the rest of it, so I did kind of disregarded yeah, it. But yeah. somebody said, "No, like people with their artwork on there, and you know you should put your stuff on there." And so I put stuff on there, and like gradually, you know, sort of followed other artists and all the rest of it. And I put put on there, and it sounds really simple. And I wish I'd have done it earlier, but my work is for sale. Like I didn't. It's such an obvious thing to, and I, I didn't do it. And then people were sending me messages like, "Oh yeah, can I, can I buy that?" I, you know, and I thought, "Oh, this yes, is right. Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. actually want to buy it." So it's just sort of um, it happened really quickly. Uh, cause, um, then the agent I work with now, Nadia, she bought a few drawings from me. And then um, she put them in an exhibition in London. She was starting up her own uh, eight like uh, company selling artworks. What company oh, is that, Nadia? Nadia Arnold Limited. Um, yeah, so she around the time that I'd left university and got into my studio, she was having a preparing for her first exhibition. Nice. She had a few artists, and she just all worked. It just all t- the timing was right, and she's. I went down to that exhibition in Shoreditch. That was in September 2017. And um, she sold uh, pretty much all of my drawings that she'd bought. She paid me up front and then said, is it OK if I sell them? I went, yeah, yeah, fine. And uh, she's pretty much sold them all. And then she said, oh, like, do you... Like, gradually, we kind of, uh, like, talk, talked a bit and then she ended up um, saying, you know, do you want me to, like, represent you? And then she's, uh, yeah, sort of gone from there, really. And she's taken the work to... Art fairs across the world, I mean, like Singapore, New York, and all over the place, and sold works. I wouldn't have been able to do that yeah. realistically. So it's been, yeah, I've been very, really fortunate that. I've
1: it's hard to get someone to represent you like that, and to have someone offer to represent you is quite an amazing. Yeah,
2: thing. yeah, it was really, yeah. To everything, you know, when things just sort of happen at the right yeah. time, like that, I feel really, uh, yeah, fortunate about that. And we're still like, um, we just had a. She did it. She represents four artists. And she did, um, like, over the past month, the last one was last week, she did, like, a solo exhibition for, for each of us in um, Shoreditch. Yeah, so, um, yeah, sort of, like, a week each. And like lots of people turned up and on the opening night, and it was great. And I got to meet um, the other artists. Work One guy, Sculpt, from South Africa, came along with his oh, wife. Cool. And Stefan from Germany. And the other artist, Felix, he didn't come along to his exhibition, but I've met, met him before, so... It was good to meet them because so, I communicated with them online and stuff, and you know, to actually meet meet them was great.
1: Oh yeah, it's nice nice to be part of a, a sort of a little a little family. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, definitely. What piece that you've created has got the strongest emotional connection? Oh,
2: um, well, I guess they all do at, at the time. I mean, there's some that there's some that when I'm uh, actually making them, I think like. I, for for me, like it's about the process. Like like I really like if I'm enjoying the process and I'm caught completely, like you know, like when they say you're in the flow state, yeah. or and you're just complete nothing else, you're just in that moment in the zone, of whatever you want to call it. I think that that's the thing that I most get that I get out of it afterwards. You know, I, I like it's, it's good when you when you finish a piece and you think, oh yeah, I'm quite chuffed. With, yeah, I'm chuffed yeah. with that. But I think. Like when, when there's a, I think I'm more attached to the when 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 something new happens and when you learn something along that, the way. Yeah, and that yeah. surprise. Like I think the way I paint a lot of the time and draw is like, um, I, it's an element of surprise. So I'm kind of there's something uh, yeah, you're, not,
1: we, you're it, not quite sure what's gonna what's yeah, gonna
2: happen next to yourself. And that's I think that's again that's coming away from maybe the photo realism when you kind of, you know where the, where the end point yes, is. Actually, you can see, yeah. and that's, you're trying to attain that. You know, you're trying to, you're chasing that, uh, uh, that end point. But I kind of like the element of surprise and like happy accident and um, not... I mean a lot of the time it goes it goes tits up but then you know, and, and then when something happens, you know, when something works and something new happens and yeah. it's kind of I think that's more what I'm emotionally attached I get attached to that.
1: Well, because you're not working from photograph, and it's from imagination. Do you have trouble knowing when to stop?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely I mean that's happened several times where I've I've got it happened recently actually I I painted and I was like really, I was kind of happy with what was happening and then I just but I just fluffed it up but then no, I guess that's <clears throat> part of it and I mean like I I'd get really annoyed when I've when I uh, when i 1st started painting and I would do something like that and then I now I've just thought okay like I've learned a little bit more patience and like. Yeah, you know, is it, there's there's plenty more opportunities. You can carry yeah. on doing it. So, like, I have kind of well, accepted you, that's part of the.
1: If you got everything right all the time, it'd be a fucking boring. Exactly. Studio practice, would not
2: it? Yeah, it would. Like, it, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, any, I think, I think everything is like everything's like that, isn't it? I mean, if you knew exactly how things were going to turn out and everything went swimmingly all the time, it would just be dull, wouldn't it? Yeah. You need those kind of low points to make the yeah yeah to give you the high points. Um,
1: your paintings, yeah. I presume you don't do the same method with your brush as you do with your pen, holding it a long way away.
2: Um, on the larger paintings, I've actually got some larger somewhere. I've got some larger handles to give a bit of distance. Yeah. Because obviously, on on a canvas, you know, like a larger canvas, you are kind of up close. Nick, you need some distance.
1: Yeah. And do you do it in the same way? <coughs> you, do you do it with an extended arm? and holding at the back no of the I brush. have
2: experimented with that there's actually one one artist that I, um, I really admire Yan Pei Ming I don't know if you know no. he's like a Chinese um, I think he works in France but he he makes these huge monochromatic monumental oil paintings and he he works with a with a broom nice and they're, they're incredible paint like if you get a chance to have, like look them up like they're incredible yeah but he works with like it looks like a like a Broom, long broom handle with the brush at the end, and it's kind of like scraping nice. into these. Like yeah, they're, they're amazing, but uh, yeah, I have um, I haven't quite made anything that scale, so I probably haven't needed that amount of distance. But yeah, I have you, messed around with that a little bit. Yeah. They are
1: quite because your, your drawings are very ghost-like, as are as are your paintings. Do you mm-hmm. are, that, are they always monochromatic as well? Well, I, um, they have been. I, I think the thing is with me
2: I, I like the idea of the uh, the spontaneous spontaneousness of it and the uh, one colour lends itself to that I mean yeah. if I was using multiple colours it would be like I'm not painting in like a traditional oil painting like layers and glazing, yeah, or yeah. Um, although I have messed around with that but I kind of like like with the pen drawings there's a kind of in, in instant uh, a spont- yeah, spontaneousness about it yeah and uh, I like the idea of like with one colour you can kind of get you can get that. But I have used I have used a diff- I've messed around with different colours
1: and uh, but they're usually one one colour. Because it is the ghost ghost like aspect that that is for me very appealing in your oil well, paints. Like Ken Curry, you know Ken Curry? Yeah, I've, uh, his, yeah, yeah. His work seems to have like a spotlight on the on the on the figure, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: I saw one of his pa- paintings, but it looks like they're kind of. Um, they're like, I think they're like generals at a table. It looks like some kind of a military type, from what oh, I, I remember. It. Yeah, I don't was think it, seeing that one. Was it that, 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 rea- that might have been at that reality? I can't remember. I have seen it. I see, actually saw it up close. And uh, yeah, I really like it. But it's quite disturbing. Kind of, um, they're quite dark, aren't they? Yeah,
1: there's definitely something underlying yeah, yeah. there, isn't
2: there? No, I really like those, yeah.
1: What do you do to relax? Um...
2: I I mean, I listen to podcasts. I listen to. I I go fishing. I go fishing. Um, I like that. I like getting away and fresh water. Fresh water. Yeah, carp fishing. Go out, sleep in a tent for a couple of days, and just sort of have a beer, watch the water, and sort of um, go. I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But I actually haven't done that bad this year. I've done all right this year. But yeah, there is always the. yeah, there is always the um, go-at-home-disappointed part. But uh, again, that's what makes it special when you yeah. do catch something, isn't yeah. it? If you caught every time, it'd be boring.
1: If there was you and five other artists, past and present, what would be your ideal group show? Um,
2: would have to be Yan Pei who I mentioned. He's incredible. You know, really sort of... Uh, he was one of the first artists when I went to university, when they, um, we had to look at Pick, picked um, some artists that we were interested, in. and of course i wasn't really that uh, knowledgeable about contemporary art, so I thought I'd better learn you know I'd better start learning some of these artists so like, quickly because um because some you know some people have just come straight out of uh, they, they they seem to know more about contemporary art than I did, so I thought yeah. okay, I need to find some artists that'm that, that say says something to me, and I was kind of going through the vitamin p book yeah, we, yeah. and then straight away I just saw like it hit every Every note, every note, I thought, that's like when I have like a, it's not often like music does it, and occasionally yeah. a painting does it. Or I have like a physical reaction, I think. You now, that, that's what I that, that's, that's what, what you want to say. That's what yeah. I would like, yeah. So that really resonated with me. He makes like his political, often dark subject matter, but um, just beautifully, just everything about it hits hits every note yeah. for me. Nice. So, yeah, Yan Pei Ming. Um, uh, Gerhard Richter maybe I suppose, really yeah. really like I really like some of you know the, again the subject matter and I really like that he um, he doesn't uh, he, his, his work isn't all. I mean his, exper- his experiments and makes very different work but they're all very I don't know I find his work really uh, yeah, engaging and
1: he comes up a lot on here.
2: Huh? I'm not surprised yeah, yeah I'm not surprised yeah. um Uh, Francis Bacon. Of course. I was was
1: waiting to try and throw Francis Bacon in with with the the way that you paint.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I, I love what he does. He's just an interesting chap as well, isn't he? An interesting guy. Well,
1: Francis Bacon, um, when I was talking to Maggie Hambling on last week's episode, she sort of struck up a relationship with Francis Bacon at the time, and, and her work is you can see that she's incredible. And likewise, your drawings could sit well uh, alongside Maggie Hamling's.
2: Yeah, yeah, I really... um, Yeah, I like her. I like her um, work. And she's someone that that doesn't... She does, um, like, makes different... I mean, she does, like, the wave painting. She makes, um, you know, I've seen, like, a a sculpture that she does, you know. She's not uh, kind of afraid to to do something different, and I kind of admire that. Uh, Yeah, earlier this year, I was asked to be... um, Part of a exhibition in Venice that was alongside uh, on alongside the Biennale, and nice. it was like um, it was at the Albera Beach lookout, and um, yeah, I was asked to um, show a video a, a video of my drawing process. Well, it was kind of it was videos. I think Maggie Hamblin was had a video. Sarah Lucas had a video. Um, All local. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I think they were mainly Suffolk artists, yeah. and I was fortunate that the curator I knew the uh, curator. He uh, he asked me if I wanted to be a, a step park. across the border. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I was yeah really flattered, and it was a great opportunity. And I got to, I had to share my day with so half of the day with, in the morning was Maggie Hamblin's video of War Requiem. Yeah it was an installation she did at snape i think and then in the afternoon it was my video of my kind of draw drawing process and stuff so that was really yeah it's nice. that it was really yeah so that's
1: a cool little place on alba isn't it was it the one that is at it's like a tower, a tower isn't it I've, I've not been there i've met i met the lady caroline own, too, yeah, yeah caroline
2: weisman yeah yeah and she was the kind of organizer and co-curator of it and um yeah went out to venice for a few days and had a Good laugh and stuff out there, you know, and I nice. good drink. Walk, walked around and saw the exhibitions and everything. So yeah, it's great. It was a, uh, yeah, great. What experience. did you think of it? What of Venice? The Biennale. Um, I just uh, like with anything, I mean, there's some of it I thought, you know, this is, you know, quite incredible, and some of it just didn't do anything for me. But it's diff- you know, different stroke for different folks, yeah. isn't it? So I went
1: first time this year, and uh, I thought it was fucking amazing. I thought it was, I, found, I thought I'd gone to sort of art heaven.
2: Yeah, and you, you, you know, if you've got like a day to see the stuff or two days, I think we did one lot in one day and then That's another lot. Right and it was still a bloody lot of stuff to, a lot of stuff to take in. And yeah. you know, it was a huge, uh, huge thing. I mean, like we, the, in that arsenal, I thought, okay, this must be it. And then it was just more. Oh, more and it was it just non stuff well, It
1: weren't non stuff obviously. If you weren't an artist, what would you like to be? Um...
2: Well I've thought about this recently actually I, I would really love to have been a film director Nice Like when I look at um, when I watch like a yeah musician or a film director because I think that like when you watch like I feel like I watch um, I'm a fan of Tarantino films and like I think like the way though like, I can watch though there's so much going on there and there's. I just think imagine being able to tell tell stories with that kind of uh, those kind of resources, and uh, the, it, yeah, I think a film director definitely.
1: Did you listen to the podcast with Vince Camp? Vince Camp, I don't know, maybe. He's about four or five podcasts ago on mine.
2: Okay, what, remind me what he, what the he content is. He is
1: uh, an oil painter, um, does portraits, but he doesn't with film in mind. So when he's drawing, uh, when he's painting his subject, in his mind, he makes up a story about this person.
2: Oh, I was listening to it today. Yeah, I was listening to it today, yeah. He's, yeah. he's just made a film? Yeah, I was. Li- that's uh, just before I left the house, actually. I got halfway through it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, been, yeah that's the one oh, I was what, listening to this I just spoke it in. ending, didn't I? Won't that one. Delete that one. That's to save you are the haven't it? Yeah, I will. Way, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I will, um, yeah I'll, I'll listen. Yeah, I started to listen to and that And there's one. another oil
1: painter, Ray Richardson, and he wrote to me. He was one of the first to write to me when I was in jail. He was referred to as the Martin Scorsese of the art world. Oh, really? That's a pretty good accolade, to. Have yeah, you. I take that. You've just had your um, you just had a solo show in London. Yeah. What else have you got coming up? Um, in December,
2: um, beginning of December, there's the uh, Pulse Art Fair in Miami. I think oh, it's on nice. the fifth to the eighth, I, I believe. It's at the beginning of. Um, but yeah, they have like the big. Um, they have all the art fairs on around that time, don't yeah. they? Like the bait Art Basel. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, so my uh, agent Nadia taking taken our work over there,
1: so that's exciting. So yeah. And for anyone that wants to find your work, website, social media.
2: Yeah, I've got a website, but the best place to to see the work would be um, Instagram, which is Adam Rich's Art and uh facebook under the same name and um also there's uh nadia uh, has a lot of my work on for
1: sale sale, yeah on there nadia excellent well adam that's all the questions asked all right lovely cheers gary thank you there you go adam riches how good is he as i said in the intro go over to his instagram page And just take a look at his drawing method. It really is quite amazing. While you're there, drop him a line, say hi. I'm trying to tie up a few different things for next week's episode. It may well feature an organisation that creates pop-up exhibitions in the corporate sector. And what makes this organisation sustainable is the fact it gets funded to put the show on in the first place. The artist gets the price they're looking for for their work which means all of the profits can go to a designated charity. There's three people behind this amazing concept. That is Ben Burling from Logan Sinclair, Bev Shah from City Hive, and an exceptionally talented artist who goes by the name of Gary Mansfield, aka Mizog Art. The first pop-up exhibition is on November the 13th, at the nave, which is 78 Bishop's Gate, just outside Liverpool Street Station. It has the potential to really be something quite special. And even if I don't have time to put that podcast together before the show, I'll do a little bonus episode, giving you more information. But like I say every week, whichever platform you listen to this podcast, you should be able to like, subscribe or leave a comment. Although we'd love you to do all three leaving a comment is better for us as a podcast and an easy way to direct someone looking for an art podcast. So, thank you for listening and until next week, ciao.